Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I will be talking with Kai and Jerry Wu of Richmond Hills Learning Rx. Welcome, Jerry and Kai. Thank you, March, uh, for the warm welcome. Uh, thank you for having us on your podcast. Hi, March. <laughs> it is so good that you could join today. So I'm looking forward to our conversation. Jerry and Kai, can you tell us a little about yourselves? Uh, certainly. Um, uh, prior to uh, be, being uh, the director here at Learning RX, um, I was uh, previously a teacher and I've been a teacher for over 10 years. Um, I taught different shop classes, robotics, engineering, tech, math, computer science, just about everything you can think of. Um, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like a, a jack of all trades and master of none, if you will, <laughs> in some ways. Yeah. That's a little bit about me before, um, uh, about my background. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, during the pandemic, when everything was closed, Jerry and I developed this uh, love uh, of to, to go out on hikes. Uh, we we try to find interesting trails and places to go hiking. And so we, we just love go hike, to go hiking and enjoy nature because it takes us away from the screens and mm-hmm. reconnects us to mother nature. Yeah. yeah, I could have seen you out on the trails. I did the same thing for the past <laughs> months and such. So, yeah. And yeah. finally got the nice weather. We'll be back out there. So very good. Mm-hmm. Jerry, how about you? How did you, what were you doing before? Right. So I have a background in business. I have a, a MBA and then I actually owned a sushi restaurant before starting learning rx so i make some pretty good sushi (laughs) oh okay i like that and have you always lived in the area did you used to live somewhere else yeah we're always in the same area i guess we lived in vaughn markham um i was kind of up north in muskoka Mm -hmm. yeah okay so you're local folks okay very good so what why did you decide to start this business well, um, we we started this business because, um, like, for me, when I was working pre- previously as a teacher, I felt like my hands were tied working as a teacher. And, you know, I encountered, like, so many students who struggled with their learning, uh, students who struggled to focus and to pay attention, so students who struggled to read, and students who struggled to remember things that I taught yesterday. Um, or or even like students who struggle to comprehend what they read or what they hear. And as a teacher, like I could put in place accommodations to help them with their learning struggles, such as like giving them extra time to complete an assignment or write a test or having them work in a quiet environment. Um, but all of these things are crutches that we just kind of put in place to to work around their learning struggles. It doesn't actually address the learning struggles themselves or get to the root cause of it. So um, I, I think like when I first learned about cognitive skills training and about learning Rx, I told Jerry, like, we've got to bring this to Canada. So, um, yeah. And I, I think like it, um, 
you know, in retrospect, now having been been open for a few years, it brings me a lot of joy and fulfillment and to hear of the changes that that our training is making um, in each of our students' lives. Because you know, with improved cognitive skills, students are more engaged uh, in their classes. They're learning and grasping uh, new concepts better. Students are performing better, not just at school, but uh, in life as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say that like the number one improvement that many of our students see uh, is an improved self-confidence. And, and that is so important, you know, um, because th- this is like what will take them to places in, in life and in school as well. Uh, without that self-confidence, they won't put up their hands to participate in class discussions. They won't work hard on their assignments. Yeah, so it, it really does open up a lot of doors for these students. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. Jerry, did you want to add? Anything? Yeah, so for me, it was more like I also saw a lot of kids struggle when I was a Sunday school teacher at church. Like for many years, I see whether they're young or in high school or, you know, junior high, they were always, there's always kids struggling with paying attention and they don't know, like, how to deal with it. And I didn't know how to help them to get through it, but I can see the struggle. So when we found out about this opportunity and what Learning Rex can do, can bring to these kids, we were like so super excited to, to bring it. And then we found out there was actually no center in Canada. So we were like, okay, we have to bring uh, the center to Canada. Wow, very nice. You've talked with children, like what ages? How young, how old what, what, do you um, do kids come to see you? Hmm. Um, yeah, so we were work we work with uh, individuals of all ages. Um, we work mostly with children in elementary school. Mm-hmm. However, we do have quite a number of high school students as well. Um, basically, the requirements for our training are that they are able to understand English instruction and be able to respond verbally as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that's uh, how like how young? What's the youngest student that you have ever? Had? Um, I would say that the youngest that we have like is four like four and a half. Four and a half, and that's really young. It is young. Okay, we so we have uh, our liftoff program that's more geared towards uh, preschoolers. Okay, interesting. So you've alluded to this, but how is how are the learning X or X methods different than other tutoring programs? Yeah, um, learning RX brain training or cognitive skills training is not the same as tutoring. Um, so tutoring's, uh, they, tutoring re-delivers the same information that wasn't grasped the first time it was presented in school. Uh, whereas at Learning RX, well, we, we address the why behind the learning struggles. We train the weak cognitive skills that are at the root cause of many of the learning struggles that we see. Um, the skills that we strengthen and train on include things like attention, um, which is, you know, our ability to focus and stay on task. And there's also working or short-term memory. Uh, there's processing speed as well, which is how quickly our brain can process information. Uh, there's also logic and reasoning, which is our ability to reason and prioritize and plan to be able to solve problems. Uh, there's also auditory processing, which is our ability to perceive and analyze and conceptualize what we hear. Uh, and then there's also visual processing, uh, which is our ability to perceive and analyze and think in visual images in our mind. And it, believe it or not, or not, like this is a really important skill to to have. Um, it, it's useful when we're doing, say, mental math 
you know, we're able to visualize all the numbers and be able to do our subtraction or whatever math operations in our, in our mind. Um, and then there's also long-term memory as well. Um, so we, we train on all of these different skills um, so that when information is presented the first time, they're better able to grasp it, understand it, and be able to apply it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's a very comprehensive answer, but I do grasp how regular tutoring is not what you are doing. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. And, and I believe you have some, there, there are assessment tests. Can you explain what those really are all about? Certainly. Um, so an assessment is performed on on the individual uh, when they first come to see us. We do different activities together to see how they're performing with regards to their cognitive skills. And we test these skills to see what areas are strong and what areas are weak that are causing the struggles that they're seeing. And some of these activities are pencil and paper based and some requires uh, verbal responses. We don't hook up any machine to you or anything like that. So no worries there. Um, the, the assessment takes about 45 minutes or so to complete. And then from there, once we know uh, the individual's cognitive skills profile, we can come up with a customized plan for the individual and make a proper recommendation for what kind of program is needed and how long a program is needed to address their, their needs. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm trying to imagine, is it for the student? Do they come like once a week? Is that the, generally what happens? Um, yeah, so uh, how often students come and train with us depends on the uh, training option that the family chooses. Uh, we have a training option where our trainers do all the training. Um, and then for parents that like to be a little bit more involved, uh, we can partner with the parents uh, to have the parents deliver some of the training from home also. Hmm. Okay. Students typically train twice or three times a week. Um, but for our training to be effective and to for them to see the results, we do need our students to train at least uh, twice a week as a minimum. Okay, so so there is like homework then. Um, yes, there can be uh, if they so wish. Okay, so that that makes sense. Okay, uh, do you offer like other suggestions for doing well? Um, you know, good sleeping habits, nutrition, physical activities, or uh, do you any of that conversation? With the yeah students? yeah for sure like you you mentioned almost all of them so sleeping well is definitely uh, a big one like sleeping early and sleeping enough you know for kids or for adults is the same we need seven to eight hours is the recommendation um and eating certain type of food can also help for sure so eating lots of fruits and vegetables and less of the processed fruit food um less salty food like more red meat are helpful and we actually found some sort of study as showed that sugar and grains are actually the top brain killers so we you want to avoid excessive amount of sugar and grain intakes um and like social interactions is also very important you know for our brain to have that emotional piece and as well yeah and uh, in, in addition to what Jerry has also mentioned, I, I would also include in their exercise and being active as well um, as being very important to our brain health, you know. So like aer- aerobic ac- uh, workouts in particular, such as like swimming, running or cycling can improve your brain's neuroplasticity and cognitive function. Um, it, it also provides a numerous uh, other mental health benefits as well, such as like reducing uh, your cortisol levels, which is that stress hormone. Um, it also increases serotonin, which combats 
uh, anxiety, depression, and stress as well. And it also boosts uh, another um, uh, hormone in, in your body, which is the endorphins, uh, which is oftentimes uh, like a natural pain reliever, uh, thus reducing your stress and improving your sense of well-being. Um, yeah, you really are reinforcing, uh, emphasizing a good, healthy, all-round lifestyle. Uh, so I was going to ask you about parents being involved, but if you're suggesting that for a child, I think the parent has to be uh, taking an active role in all of that. So uh, uh, you're, you're helping out society, communities, families in lots of ways. So love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now you mentioned about the adults, the parent, parents for the most part, mm -hmm. which is helping. Are there like, can adults utilize these brain exercises, these brain training yeah, um, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, brain training is not just for kids. Uh, I believe that brain training can be helpful for adults as well. Um, brain training exercises can allow you to learn more easily and think more quickly and remember more easily and improve your cognitive performance as well. Um, brain training exercises can help individuals with uh, learning differences or and learning disabilities such as ADHD, autism, dyslexia, and reading disorders. Uh, there's also like memory loss and speech disorders or concussions and, and brain injuries as well. So there, there's a lot of uh, different, um, uh, I guess, diagnosis that, that in which brain training can be helpful for. Okay, very good. Okay. Any type of individual, any issue that really benefits the most from this training that you've observed? Yeah, um, I would say majority of our students, they would have some sort of attention struggle. So whether it's a diagnosis of ADHD or not, but most of them, like I would say 80% of them uh, would have an attention struggle uh, or like a reading struggle. So it could be dyslexia or it could just be a general reading. Reading is just very hard for them mm -hmm. or they do not enjoy reading at all. Mm -hmm. um, or we have quite a few of kids or uh, individuals that are on the spectrum for autism um, or other general learning disabilities. So we do help more with these type of kids um, to help them kind of like, you know, get back on track and like, you know, being able to know how to work with, with some strategies and stuff like that with their learning disabilities. Mm -hmm. uh, we do also have some gifted children who want to kind of like, you know, benefit by taking that extra step or ahead of the game even further. Um, we do have some seniors who want to maintain or prevent their cognitive skills from like, uh, you know, significant decline or something. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Now that you two do not do all the teaching, you have teachers. What uh -huh. sort of training do they have? Do your um, teachers, instructors have? Hmm. Uh, that's a great question, March. Um, so all, all of our trainers do need to be certified before they can train their own students. Uh, they have all been trained on how to properly deliver our training program and procedures. Um, all of our trainers have gone through an intensive training program consisting of in-class training, observations, and many hours of practice training with students as well. So 
And they also need to have completed a test before they're um, officially certified to take on a student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we like really look for trainers who have different educational backgrounds as well. Um, you know, it could be like we have some trainers who are like early retirees who used to be an accountant um, or, you know, senior and university with like psychology or education or even like computer science degrees that they're still in the process of getting. Um, but what we look for really for trainers, you know, is that they have to have certain type of characteristics like patience, you know, like joyful heart, very welcoming, observe, observing very well, you know, and kind of, um, you know, love to work with kids and adults. And of course, on top of that, like very strong cognitive skills themselves to be able to be a good trainer. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's I like that. That's an interesting answer. What would you wish that our regular school system would do better, would do differently? Mm. Um, I I think our our school system in Ontario certainly does an incredible job at educating our young ones, giving them a well-rounded education and making most of the resource that that we do have. But I I feel that the school systems could better serve our, the students of Ontario by giving uh, students and their families a better understanding of how their uh, students' cognitive skills are performing so that they can have some answers as to why they are seeing the lear- learning struggles that they may be seeing and uh, just being able to make informed decisions about how to uh, address it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a very good answer. I hope... Uh people in the education system are listening to you. So yes. Okay. I know that you uh, will recommend games, activities. You had a Christmas wish list. Can you tell me about some of those games and activities that you have found uh, that to be like you want to recommend for families to have? Yeah, in general, there are lots of good games out there that you can work your brain, you know, like jigsaw puzzles, um, a lot of the board games or crossword puzzles, uh, Tetris, Wordle, like anything that can keep your brain active. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know Kai has a couple of his favorites that he wants to share, probably. Certainly. Um, yeah, I, I would say like one of, I, I'll share two of my top uh, top uh, board games with you. Uh, Spotted is one of my favorite board games. This is a fun and fast card game. Uh, that boosts your visual perception and mental processing and memory as well. And the best part of it is that it comes in like this really tiny portable tin and making it perfect for car trips or uh, just even if you're in a waiting room, it's just some something that you can just grab and take with you very quickly and and play wherever place, uh, place allows or the time allows. Um, then the second one, uh, I would have to say is, uh, banana grams. This is like one of my favorites, but this, we actually played this at our, at our wedding as a wedding game. <laughs> and, uh, this is a, this is a great alternative to Scrabble. I, I really love this game. Like it's a, it's a, again, it's a very, uh, fast paced game. It's a race against other, uh, against your opponents to build words quickly with whatever tiles that you draw. Um, and this game builds on your processing speed, your auditory processing, logic and reasoning and spelling, and phonological processing as well. So a lot of uh, different skills that's being trained on. 
um, all at the same time. We play this like all the time at the center too with our students. Mm -hmm. And I would say all of them loves it. Like they, they all love playing this game. They are sometimes they're like, can I have a game with Kai? Like, <laughs> it, it's a really good game. Okay. I'm putting that those two games in the podcast notes. So please, if you're <laughs> driving around when you're listening to this, don't worry. They're going to be in the podcast notes for awesome. bananagrams and spotted. So, Okay. And is there anything else that you'd like to add to our conversation? Anything you'd like to say about what's happening? And uh, yeah, where do you see your uh, learning RX going? Um, well, we, we, we'd certainly like to uh, be a resource in the community and just educating the, the community about um, taking, not, not taking your brain function for granted. Um, I, I think it's important to know how to take care of your brain and, uh, you know, in return, your brain will take care of you. Um, it's, uh, yeah, like we, we, I think oftentimes we just do things without thinking, without thinking about, you know, how much our brain um, is responsible for what we do. And uh, yeah, it's just something good to keep in mind, uh, you know, uh, in the future, like later down the line, we don't want anyone to be uh, on that road to, um, I don't know, uh, dementia or anything like that, or, or cognitive declines for sure. So yeah, very uh, good. Yeah. Jerry, anything you'd like to add? Um, well, we're very excited. We are expanding um, our center so that we will be able to help more kids and or adults, you know, so um, we're very excited to continue to serve the community. Okay, very good. Yeah, you. I didn't say your location, but it's on Vogel Road there on 16th, just uh, Leslie. So um, mm -hmm. very easy to get to. Lots of parking. Uh, so uh, please go and check you guys out. But I do like to end this podcast with your responses to this one question, to name one thing that you really like about this community. So Jerry, how about I go with you? One thing you really like about this community. Uh, I would definitely have to say the diversity and culture and food. I love all the different types of food that we have here in Richmond Hill. It's just oh, great. I love that. Okay. How about you, Kai? Um, I absolutely love the green spaces that are in Richmond Hill. Like I, uh, Lake Wilcox and uh, some of the trails in the Oak Ridges and the Jefferson Forest are just some of my favorite places to go to be. And uh, just, again, it just takes me away from the screen and, um, just reconnects you and grounds you. Yeah. Oh, very good. Like both of those responses. So thank you, Jerry and Kai, for taking the time to do this podcast. I've enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much, March, for having us. Yeah, thank you, March. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at marj, M-A-R-J, at marjandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected. <laughs>